things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, greetings, grace and peace, everyone. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology. I am your host, K-Dub. And make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell, stick around. I hope that you will enjoy the content. Today, I want to talk about a church service that I had. I don't know the word to use. I was going to say privilege. <laughs> I would say honor. But it wasn't those things. But I want to talk about that. But before we get into that, guys, you know how we do it? A word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Trisha Ramos Real Estate. Is a move in your near future? Did you know Trisha Ramos is a local realtor in DFW and can actually help you in all 50 states across America? Maybe you have heard of her or Fish with Trish segments on the way of the master radio with Ray Comfort and Wretched Radio. As she fished for souls, now she is listing and fishing. Contract today if you like to list your home and have her help you fish for a new one. Message her today for help at listandfishwithtrish.com. Contact information is in the description if you'd like to hear more. Now, let's continue our, our show today. Everyone, I am working on my speech I, I want you to hear the love, the care and concern in my voice. So because I, I don't want people to assume my motives. Maybe if I change my speech. You know, maybe just maybe people will hear the love, you know, because that's 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 all what it's about. Right. Love. Right. Love. That's all we want. Right. All we need is love. You know, that's a Bible verse somewhere. Right. Um. If you haven't known, if you did not know, I this weekend, I went into a church service. Um, I saw that Marcus Rogers was going to be a town and say, hey, we've been having some back and forth. Why not go and see him personally, right? Enough of the online beef. Enough of the the back and forth online, right? I wanted to do the grown up thing, right? But in the midst of that, I had to suffer. Many of you guys have watched the so-called sermon. And you guys feel my pain. You guys feel my pain. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh and get distracted by the comments. But um, I, I hope you hear in my tone of voice the love. But in the midst of hearing that sermon, sermon, sorry. There were some quite interesting things said, right? Some of you have heard them. Um, but in the midst of that, right? Uh, uh, fast forward past that, you guys know that I was kicked out of that service. Um, the rest is history, and here we are. But the sir, see, when I was sharing my story, you guys didn't even know how bad it would be because you, many of you did not even hear the service, the sermon. But I think after hearing the sermon, many of you are. Uh, let's what's the word? Uh, many of you are wondering, how did I have the uh, tumultitude, if, if that's a word? I don't know. 
how did I have the gall to even stay in such a service the whole time? Um, so I'm going to make you guys suffer with me again for me. You guys will hear a lot of what I heard. Like I said, for full disclosure, this is not the whole sermon. This is only clips for fair use. I did not take anything out of context. But I guys want you to hear certain parts of the sermon. Now, um, you know, this this <laughs> let me let me be real with y'all. This sermon was was trash. <laughs> let me say that <laughs> temerity. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> this sermon was bad. Someone says I look like a teenager. Well, thank you. As a man in his 30s, I appreciate that. <laughs> My man Vision on Duty said, making up words is better than making up a word from the Lord. And amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> I totally agree. So I'm going to put you guys through the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You guys are going through the fire. And maybe, I don't know, you know, I can't promise anything. I'm not a prophet. I hope that you will make it through unscathed. But, um, yeah, let's let's start off. So I heard the little wor the worship service, right? And let, let me show you some, one of the first things I heard. So this this is not from Marcus Rogers himself, but let's let's show you some of the first things I heard. We're not waiting on God to arrive. We know that he is already in the room. He's already in our bellies. We're acknowledging he's already here. Oh, God, we thank you. So get loose in worship this morning. Lose yourself completely as we go into worship. Our worship leaders are coming right now. So we were told, right, to lose our mind. Lose our mind, right, uh, in the worship. Uh, so... So, yes, this is before Marcus Rogers came out. Um, before Marcus Rogers came out, that what was happened, right? People are already stirred up to lose their mind. So, of course, they're not going to, you know, uh, think critically <laughs> with their mind. And we're going to see that later. Very, very plainly, very clearly. Uh, one quick thing, guys, if you're watching the video, if you support the channel, like the video real quick, real quick. But I'm going to show you right now, and I have multiple clips. I, <clears throat> I'm looking, I'm look, looking at my clips, and I got about ten clips for you guys. Uh, uh, of well, possibly more, but ten right now. Okay, so let's let's get into the intro, right? Let's 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 let you guys see. To receive the word of the Lord. And and guys, I'm going. This is two minutes straight, please. I'm going to play this straight through, okay? He's a dynamic preacher. Receive the word of the Lord. Somebody open up your mouth and give God a shout of praise. Give him the kind of praise you think he's worthy of. Open your mouth and roar the king of glory. Somebody, wake up, stir it up, stir it up. 
Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Ah, aren't you happy to be saved? You can be anywhere else, but you're here because the goodness of God. Aren't you happy that you are no longer a Gentile? You remember how you used to act when you was a Gentile? How you used to move? How you used to get down? Isn't this so much better? Isn't this so much better than any drug, than any club? Isn't it so much better than lift your voice and shout? I'm gonna give you guys a little word if that's all right. Apostle put me on the spot. But the Bible says you always got to be ready. I know we got Bible scholars in here, so I'm going to skim through this a little bit. Ephesians 2. <laughs> that, one, that, that one cracked me up the most. You, uh, you guys know your Bible, so I'm just going to skim around in the Bible a little bit. <laughs> he's kind of letting you know from the start um, that uh, <laughs> he's going to be jumping around. It's not going to be an exegetical sermon. But besides that point, and, and guys, the, the sermon length was about 35 minutes. I had to embear that. And when I'd say that's what it was for 35 minutes, I'm not kidding. And we're going to see that in a little bit. Marcus Rogers could have said anything. He could have said, twinkle, twinkle, little star. And everybody would have blew up with, ah, yeah, yeah. We want to see. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, I, I got something for you later. We're, we're, stay, just stay patient, everyone. Stay patient. But yeah, he's talking about, isn't this better than any club? I, I really can't tell the difference. Let's give a few comparisons. The lights are low. It's dark in there. Um, You know, um, the, the lights are flashing like the club. What else? Um, the music is loud. Right? You got the music in general. Um... People losing their minds, right? Just just off those four comparisons alone, uh, it's pretty much like the club. Uh, ladies getting free. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this because I don't, man, you, you have to be in shape to be a charismatic. I'll say that because you're going to see some stuff. You're going to be like, one, I'm like, how is this man able to scream for 35 minutes straight? Like, I would have lost my voice after like 10 minutes max. Right. But I I, I can't do it. But but yes, um, let's we're not done. We're not done. <laughs> yes, I have the flower shirt just to show hope maybe it'll brighten up the mood and the comment section will be a little nicer to me, you know, because I, I know what they're going to say. You're, oh, you're a hater. You're jealous. You're obsessed. I'm concerned. So you guys, like I said, guys, I was at this event. And we're going to see that here in a second. Let's get Now, you know, because you are no longer an alien and you are in the kingdom, you got rights. 
There's benefits to being in the kingdom. Look at this in Acts 22. They bound Paul with thongs, and the centurion stood by. They were beating Paul up. Paul was sitting there chained down, and they were going to work on him. And Paul looked back, and he said, is it lawful for you to beat a citizen? And they said, oh, hold up. We just, we just thought you was a Jew. I just thought you was old drunk, old fornicator. I didn't, I didn't know who you was, but Paul said, hold up. I got paperwork. I'm a citizen. You can't just beat me. You can't just do whatever you want to do. If you know you're a child of God, flash your paperwork at the devil and say, hold up. You don't have a lawful right to beat me. Let me, uh, let me stop right here and just say, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, just in case you have never read the Bible, just in case you're new to Christianity, you're young in the faith. That's not what happened at all. Because he's very boastful. Um, <laughs> I saw a comment I'm not going to respond to, but it's hilarious because I thought the same. But I, you, you could probably figure out who, but that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this never happened. Paul wasn't as boastful as Marcus Rogers, and nor as animated or just, let's be honest, just plain annoying. Like, can you imagine possible? Hold up. I'm a Roman citizen. Ah, paperwork like no he was not doing all that just <laughs> they recognized because he was a citizen um he was not to be treated this way um so let's let's keep going now get out my house get out my mind get out my marriage get out my family because i'm a child of the king and Maybe this is just me, but I'm very, um, I'm very concerned about this talk to the devil Christianity, right? Like we're just talking to the enemy, like, uh, devil get out. Let's be real, bro. Let's be real guys. Biblically, the devil's a lot stronger than you. Uh, demonic power is a lot. You would not be talking to a demon if they walk into your, your house like this. Uh, let's, I'm gonna just be real. I'm going to call for Jesus help. I'm not going to be demanding the demon. That's a whole nother story. I know some people may disagree if they're coming from uh, more charismatic circles, but biblically I can make an argument that we should not be talking to demons like this, but we'll keep going. I have the legal right to be blessed. I have the legal right to be free. I have a legal right to worship. I have a legal right to get crazy. You, you have a legal right to get crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll let that one stand on its own. I have a legal right to open up my mouth and praise the King of Kings. I have a legal right to access blessings and favor. I have a. You have a legal right to access blessings and favor. I mean, I thought this was stuff. God dispenses upon, but nevertheless, uh, I'll keep going. Legal right to tell the devil to get out. I have a legal. Adam was in the garden. He had dominion. He had a legal right. When that snake got to talking, he had a legal right. 
here's where the comparison actually falls out. You're not in the garden. <laughs> You're not even taking consideration the uh, the, the different realm as or, or position. But I, I don't expect the exegesis to be a, a very strong, strong point in this part. <laughs> the Bible says all things, the beast, are under our feet. But Adam, Adam sat there and he let the devil talk to his girl. So then God shows up. He says, Adam, where art thou? Not because he didn't know, but because Adam was looking unfamiliar. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear what he just said? He said, God asked, where art thou? Because he didn't, not that he didn't know where he was, which I agree with, but he didn't recognize Adam. (laughs) No, but but hold on. It, It gets worse. I'm gonna let him continue. Adam was being a punk. So the reason Adam was looking unfamiliar, he says, Adam, I, I didn't create you to be a punk. I, I didn't create you to not have a backbone. I didn't create you to not have authority. I didn't create you to not move in power. I didn't create you not to worship. I didn't create you to be depressed. I didn't create you to be destroyed. I didn't create you for the devil to have his foot on your neck. It's a- I'm going to stop right there because there's a point I want to address here in a second. So. God asked, we're out there, Adam, because Adam was acting unfamiliar. <laughs> as if, as if he, what, what, God didn't know what was going to, what? That doesn't even make any sense. God didn't recognize Adam anymore. Like, I, I don't even, that, that's not even the point of where he asked, we're out there. If you actually read it, it's a more divine judgment upon Adam, but. That's not the point, but but watch, watch where this leads, because you guys are gonna be like, you guys are gonna be like, uh, wow. To be the other way around, somebody put your foot on the devil's neck right now. But he's so good, he's so good, isn't he good? So if you know anything about Genesis, the snake had legs. So God curses the snake, and what does he do? He takes the legs from underneath Satan. He says, Adam. He says, look. Y'all hear that breathing? Is it just me? Like I said, you got to be in shape to do this stuff. (laughs) He said, you should have put your foot on his neck, but you didn't. But because I'm a God of grace and mercy, I'm gonna make it easy for you. I'm taking away the snake's legs and I'm putting them in a little bit low. Ain't no excuses no more, Adam, for you not to have your foot on the devil's neck. When Jesus said it was finished, ain't no excuses for you not to walk blessed, for you not to walk in victory, for you not to walk in power. Do I got a witness in this place? So, Once Adam fell, apparently what we're told was God took the legs off the serpent, which it never says that anywhere. Uh, The point I'm about to make here, he put the legs off the serpent so that Adam could crush the head of the serpent. I thought (laughs) it was supposed to be about the Messiah. Genesis 315, the Proto-Evangelium, right? And this becomes some kind of example for us to actually put 
our foot upon the uh, serpent's necks. <laughs> Marcus Rogers is not good with snake analogies uh, or serpent analogies because that's not the point. The point of that text about Genesis 3.15 was that that would be Christ alone doing that. He would crush the uh, head of the serpent, not us. We're not the, the head crusher, as my brother Timothy Brindle puts it. So, more eisegesis from Marcus Rogers. But th this is what it's all about when it's all about entertainment. These, these people come here for a show. You got to entertain, right? Because if you were to turn the lights on and open your Bible and just preach what the Word of God says, this, they would, they, ah, the, the Spirit wasn't moving. <laughs> yes, watch it, my, my knowledge of Scripture is on, yes. Um... This is this is bad on a just a like and, and here's this is not about me not being charismatic because I had when when I when I addressed the uh, addressed him at his church or tried to I had many charismatic brothers messaging me saying I'm charismatic I agree with them on that but I don't rock with his his craziness his foolishness right he's doctrinally unsound not fit to be a pastor some saying this is hard to watch. It gets worse. It gets worse. I need you to trust me. Stop trying to fix. See, this is the problem. We got all these denominations and arguing because people ain't really in the spirit. It says, it says, come up hither and you had to be in the spirit. If you was in the spirit, we could really have unity. So the reason why we don't have unity with apparently Marcus Rogers and everything that's been said and everything that he preaches is because we're not in the spirit <laughs> interesting where the camera is about to pan to intentionally i don't know <laughs> watch this got people who walk around with all the the head and all the, i can i can break down all of this and all this but you don't got the spirit of god you know the bible so marcus rogers right there he mocks he mocks those you know who uh, uh, maybe he mentioned the hebrew or the greek he mocks those who you know, thinks it's important to know what the Bible says, right? And because we don't move in the spirit, um, apparently, I, I, I don't even know what his point was right there. Let me address this comment from Emmanuel. Are you obsessed with Marcus Rogers? What? Well, first of all, your question doesn't make sense. Let's, let's use proper grammar. But... How is addressing someone's falsehood mean that I'm obsessed? Was was the Pharise was Jesus obsessed with the Pharisees? Was the apostles obsessed with the Pharisees? Things to consider. Things to consider. You know what? But my goal here is not to tell you what to believe. I just want you to, you know, believe what the Bible says. And also, I want to challenge you to think about it. Think about it. You guys know how I do. You guys know how I do. If, if, if I'm going to tell you to believe some X, I try my best. Not that I always am perfect, right? But to give you scripture to do this. But let's continue on because you guys are going to like this next one. But, but you don't really know the, the rhythm, the heartbeat of God. You, you, you got to catch the, there's a rhythm in the spirit and you got to learn to jump in. See that? <laughs> That's part of funny. You, you got to catch the rhythm. Like, I mean, <laughs> homie's about to break dance up there. I mean... <laughs> Or, or, or does the Bible say we got to catch the rhythm? What does that even mean? 
What does that even mean, right? Catch the rhythm of God. I don't even know what that means. Let's continue on. It's a rhythm when they were up here worshiping, and it's like double dutch. Some of you were sitting back there with your arms crossed over. Now you got to start bouncing. You know what? I, I, I might not feel it just yet. But <laughs> Do you guys recognize uh, this person right here? I know I shaved, I know this, you know, shaved my beard and all that, but <laughs> do you recognize? <laughs> do you recognize him? You know, look, look, watch me. I'm just like. Catch the rhythm. I'm about to jump in in a minute. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm like. What's going on? I'm not impressed, right? I'm, hold on, let's go back. <laughs> Look at the guy behind me, and I'm just like... I might not feel it just yet, but I'm going to catch the rhythm. I'm about to jump in in a minute. I'm about to... Come on, somebody! What is... <laughs> Yo, what is this man doing? Yeah, I know a lot... Of, so a lot of people were like... Kato, man, you just like so... So like calm, so like... <laughs> You so, uh, just, <laughs> it was my homeboy, Jared, man. Shout out to uh, him, Chief Over Sinners, or Chief of Sinners Ministries. But yeah, um, I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm absorbing all this. And I'm just kind of like, what kind of gum is that? <laughs> I, man, what kind of, uh, I got it in my, funny enough, I have some gum in my closet. So, uh. I don't even, I don't even know, uh, this big pack. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm not playing, I'm not being entertained, but cause, uh, they were doing the whole, like in the beginning, you know, say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. And the lady next to me saw that I clearly wasn't, um, <laughs> uh, playing the game. So she was like, I'm gonna go to my other neighbor, you know, but yeah, but I, I don't play games. I, yeah, am I the only one catching this foolery? Watch, watch the little side eye look I give. I'm about to jump in in a minute. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I saw right there, but but look at this double dutching jump. I, I, sea walk. I don't know what my man's trying to do. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Somebody and say jump in. Jump in. Jump in. I'm not trying to jump in. I don't know what I'm jumping into. Matter of fact, why would I jump in? And why would I after you just did the the hokey pokey or whatever you did, uh what was praiseworthy about what just happened? Yeah, Travis says you actually look you look vexed, actually. Yes, man, I was very troubled. I was very troubled in my spirit. Um, said, so "What is this night at the Apollo?" Yeah, I mean, yeah this this was a this is a circus show. This was, you know, anybody with any kind of, <laughs> um, who's read the Bible, let's be honest, would be like. What's going on here? Someone said the club never left Marcus. That's right. <laughs> His footwork crazy. <laughs> Man, like... I I'm speechless. I'm, I'm just speechless. Like, I <laughs> Marcus, thank you, Larry Rogers. <laughs> and shout out to Dre Day for Christ, man. He came up with the short clip and... Right, so if the sort shorter version, maybe this video is too in depth for you. Okay, 
check out Dre Days for Christ video. Um, but yeah, this is what I got to witness. And guys, that was just the beginning of the service. We, we ain't done yet. We ain't done. But this is what I witnessed. And you can see why I was emotionally vexed and that my friend said this sermon was trash. It was. He was everywhere in the text and he was everywhere on the stage. Literally. <laughs> my man on some dance dance revolution. Revolution. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so let's let's go to the next clip. I'm the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God. Who, who, this is my jam right here. Watch this. Who is and who was and who is to come. Who is and who was and who is to come. Who is and who was and who is to come. Let me, let me pause right there just to address something as he's playing around in the text. One thing, because someone's Travis, brother Travis says that I looked vexed and I was. And you know why I look vexed? Probably at that point. Because I I looked around. And I just saw people being they're they're deceived. And my heart broke. At one point in the sermon, I sat down and started praying for them. Started started to pray. Because I I remember being in churches like this where it was all emotion, no exegesis, no explaining to you, right? Um, The word of God. You're getting entertained, but no word, no substance, right? My heart broke. I was just I was just totally grieved as I was editing this video today. My wife was in here watching and she's like, how did you, how did you stay through this? She said, I would have had a headache. I would have had to leave. I wouldn't have been able to go with you. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it was hard sitting through it. Let me, let me continue on. Y'all going to see why I like that part in a minute. He says, who was, I was before you. Who is, I exist right now. I mean, just look right now. At these people, a lot of black people, Hispanic people, sisters, brothers, right? Just ethnically wise. I mean, you should look at this and be sad because I did. I did. I mean, because they, they think this is preaching. They think this is truth. They think this is spirit wrought <laughs> uh, preaching. And are deceived, just as deceived as Marcus. Someone said, what city was this in? This was in Plano. This was at Apostle Jonathan Ferguson's church. To come, I'm on my way. So I'm here, but I was there. Watch how he explains the self-existing God, right? The I am. Watch this. Who was, who is, who was, who is, and who is to come, right? Who was, who is, and who is to come. Watch, watch, watch the... Um, the analogy, watch what he, watch what he does with this. Besides the who was, who is, and who is to come. But watch what else he does with this. But I'm also on my way. (laughs) I was there 
and I'm here, and I'm all the way over there. So I'm qualified because I see it from every angle. I see it from every perspective. I'm telling you, you're going to make it out the wilderness. Oh, just keep praising. Oh, just keep worshiping. I'm telling you, I'm here. I'm here. And I'm all the way over here. I am God. That's how, see, God like to flex. Go read the Old Testament and see how many times he flex. He said, Moses, I want you to go in there real gangster like and tell him. He said, what should I say? Just say, I am what I am. He gangster like that. He said, I am what I am. I am whatever you need. It's like a blank check. Somebody got it. It's like a blank check. I, I am what you need me to be. That's what he comes and concludes that the text mean. And when notice when he said, apparently God is like a blank check. All those jokers just, yeah, oh, oh yeah. That, I, I don't. That might be the the height of how loud they get. Right? They 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 broke the threshold. <laughs> um, but as soon as he mentions anything about prosperity, they go wild. But apparently, God is a gangster like that, right? He's just bragging. I mean, let alone, let alone that. The, the, the conclusion, he, he, he turns to what the I am is about. I am what you need me to be. Whew. Let me say this, uh, because I know. I know we, you know, we can mock this. We, you know, we can have a good time. But guys, on Judgment Day. I would not want to be Marcus Rogers. I would not want to be. Marcus Rogers that mock God. Yes, this is a mockery. This is a mockery of God. I don't care what you say. This is a mockery of God. This is a mockery of his word. And you have people in there just excited about the things not of God. Cause th th like I said, this is not of God. <laughs> God being whatever you need him to be. Yeah, this is a perfect time for. Uh, let, hold on, let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. This is a perfect time for this. What's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? The holy God is just mocked like this. And we're the and we're the gummy bear Christianity. <laughs> no, this is the Christianity that we're just watching is is all candy. No meat, no milk. It, it's just all candy. This is no substance in it. You would still be starving spiritually, and I was, <laughs> if you left this place. Next clip. DJ, play that track. Matthew 25, 34. 
Then the king will say to those on his right, you got to get on his right side. Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared E-D. Prepared E-D. Not preparing, prepared, it's already done. From the foundation of the world. He says, come and inherit it. He didn't say beg for it. He didn't say work for it. He said, like the prodigal son came to himself, let me go back to my father's house. All you got to do is come. Come up hither and I will show you the things that will be hereafter. You want to get a prophetic vision for your life? Then come up hither and the text that he's using is, is the text of revelation about uh where god is telling the apostle john to come up to come up here there come up and and god is showing him a vision he therefore uses that text to say well if you want to experience the blessing of god the um this <laughs> you need to come up here there like and he's saying in the spirit just just totally abuses every text he goes to or just about and <laughs> i was i was going to play this uh <laughs> he needs some milk this sermon needs some milk you know milk we all need milk at some point right this sermon isn't even a milk base forget the meat Forget the substance, right? This isn't even milk-based, like the elementary foundational things. But just abuses the text. At what cost? To stir up the crowd. Guys, it's not hard to pull on anybody's motions, their, 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 their heartstrings. It's very easy. Let me get some music, and it's very easy. It's, it's, you don't know have to know the Bible to do that. <laughs> you don't have to to know the bible and, and like i said the, the I, I was there for the sermon was about i use the word sermon loosely but it was about 35 minutes and it was all like that go the, the if you want to if you want to listen to the uh <laughs> someone said the lady's face sorry i paused at the wrong moment you'll see that it's all like this he goes through about 40 verses and, and he's just jumping from verse to verse to explain not even explaining a point. He's just going from point to point. There's no topic. There's no topic of this sermon. He was everywhere. Joy is your inheritance. Peace is your inheritance. Favor is your inheritance. Freedom is your inheritance. We read it at the beginning. He said, come up hither and I will show you what will be here after. And then we read it here again. And he says, come you who are blessed by my father and inherit. Just come. Just come with your broke self. Just come with your lying self. Just come with your fornicating self. I thought that was ironic. Uh, but anyways, he mentions come with your broke self, come with your lying self, and come with your fornicating self. What does one, uh, what do you notice about, uh, what, what doesn't belong? <laughs> Being broke isn't a sin, but like for these people, I guess it is. But that's, that's Christianity for them, right? But. Just come as you are and get naked in my presence and come up hither. Look at somebody say, come up hither. 
This train about to come in for the final stop. Come get naked. Yo, when I heard that, me and my homeboy was like, bro. I was done. I'm like, bro, you who you think you are? You is uh Marcus Houston? Homeboy had everybody wanting to turn off the lights. Get naked. I th- hey, when I, I ain't gonna lie, when the, <laughs> I thought he was gonna say, I thought he was gonna say, turn to your neighbor, and say, neighbor, get naked. I was gonna be like, I was gonna li- run out of there. I was gonna run out of there. Get naked in my presence. I'm not gonna say what I really feel, but I, I think many of you are feeling the same way, and we're on the same page, so. Just ironic, right? Just just uh very strange. <laughs> I, I was like, is this Marcus Houston preaching? You know, I mean R and B preacher. I mean, let's hit it again, right? I mean Turn off the lights. I I, I didn't know this was, I thought it was an R and B concert, you know, when I was I'm looking at my homie, I'm like, what did he just say? What did David do? Um, David didn't command others to get naked in his presence. How do you defend this? I mean, (laughs) how do you defend this? I mean, at some level, you got to kind of be perverted to defend getting naked. I mean, very strange or weird. I mean, do you behind private doors, but don't be up here talking about this. So you can only say it was like this or it was likened under this. He says, and he that sat to look upon Let's uh let's 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 do some uh nothing was strange about it. So there's nothing strange about telling people to get naked in the presence of God. Okay. Uh Bible chapter verse for that. Coming from a guy who does gospel rap, you just hating, sir. So remember when I told you this was gonna be the response, right? Remember remember I told you <laughs> this would be the response? It's 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 kinda getting old. You know what, Lance Lewis? You're just a hater. See Anybody could just say that. Can I just I just accuse you of being a hater? See how that works. Your 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 um your statement does have has nothing to do with substance. Okay. On like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like unto an emerald and round about the throne were four and twenty seats and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold and out of the throne proceeding lightnings and thunderings and voices and there were seven lamps of fire burning the throne which are the seven spirits of God and before their throne was a sea of glass listen like unto crystal And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had the face as a man and the fourth beast was. I I put this in here. And so because if you just notice, he was just reading the verse and people just losing their minds. Well, first of all, they were commanded and told to. 
as if this is a good thing. He just read the passes and they're oh, oh, just, just losing it. Pay attention. You may, I mean, it might, you might want to see what he's actually saying. I mean, maybe follow along with your Bible because I was. I was I was I was listening to what he was saying. Like a flying eagle. He says, come up hither and I will show you things that you don't even have. Someone says, are these people really acting like that or is the video in it? No, they were. Like I said, I was in the audience. And I mean, you can't even hit. It's hard to, you know, because every now and then my my buddy would lean and say something to me. And it's like you couldn't hear. I mean, you couldn't hear your own thoughts, barely. But Birds for come up hither. You ever been so blessed? And you just, it was like I, I was in the presence of God. It was like it was like it was like it was. You don't got the word. Somebody praise him. It was like I was broke. And then I was blessed. It was like I was bound. Now I- <laughs> they they love that part, right? Any anytime you mention some kind of prosperity, it was like I was broke. As if the revelator is John the Revelator is speaking of something like that as carnal and anyways. Free. It was like I was addicted, but not no more. Like I said, anyone who knows the Bible would be grieved. Yeah, this is this is supposed to be, and and, this, and he's the person who wanted to preach off. <laughs> I mean, I I don't claim to be the most anointed preacher, but when it comes to actually, because because preaching presupposes you uh, preaching what the Bible says. I I don't think he would want to preach off, given this mess we just heard. Because if we was to go through any of those texts, I would show him how he's uh, not explaining it properly in its context. That's the dangers of uh, topical preaching. It, it, that can be one. Not not that everyone who does topical preaching is preaching improperly, uh, uh, you know. But this is why I am a fan of exegeti- exegetical preaching. You just look. We're gonna go book by book, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And explain what the Bible's saying. It might be boring to some of you guys. I get it. I get it. But you're going to know your Bible better. You're going to be able to explain uh, things better. Someone asks, do I preach or teach at my church? I've done like Sunday school lessons. I've done uh, small groups at my church. Uh, but I, I've never done a uh, a sermon at my church. But But yeah. Yes, some good old expository preaching. Yes, let's next clip. Some of you need to just go up hither so you can act right. Tap in the spirit. Let the fruits of the spirit kick in in your life. You go up hither and you come down and you say, you know what? I said, that's teaching, not preaching. Well, it's both. The The sermon is supposed to be what, what you're teaching and preaching are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're distinct, but they're related. Because what you preach, you are to teach from what you got from the word of God. Preaching isn't just yelling loud or or 
or, you know, the cadence in your voice. It's the delivering of the message of what. So 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 they're related. Are, are you saying that what we preach isn't supposed to teach what the Bible saying? I, I, I hope you're not saying that. You can teach without preaching, right? You can do a Bible study, Sunday school. Right. But you can't preach without teaching. Hope you get the point. <laughs> Said the sermon was so bad, my beard fell off. <laughs> it's about right. Gonna cuss you out, but you know what? That, that something just kicked in. You know, before I went up. So uh, I don't know if you can make it out. Hold on. Let me move me. Let me move me. You can see my buddy right there. Let's see. I was thinking. You see me right there. Just, hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. I had to sit down. <laughs> I had to sit down, man, because I couldn't keep up with all the standing and all the, um, I was getting dizzy. I'm not gonna lie. I was getting dizzy. Um. Let's see what Landlou says. You need you need the type of preaching like to compensate the lack of spirit you have. Well, I think that's uh I don't know if you worry that right, but I think it's funny you really act like the man was off in the sermon. He was impromptu on the spot. This was great. Well, he was impromptu, yes, but it was off. <laughs> I, I I've showed a couple places where he actually misunderstood the context of the text. Anyone saying this was a great message doesn't know their Bible. He had like forty different points. And many of the points were not derived from scripture, but from an emotional yelling. I, I get how emotionally it stirred you up, but biblically, the Bible doesn't teach it. So, yes, you guys can see me right there. I'm still there bearing through this, bearing through this. And if Lance Lewis, if you would like to come on and defend this, I'd be more than happy to provide you a link once I get done with this. If you I only got a few more clips. So if you'd like to come on to defend the statements of Marcus Rogers, the theology of Marcus Rogers. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Certain way, but after I went up hither, what God showed you ain't even worth it. So yeah, that just to, that was just to show you. Uh, I was still there. I, I didn't leave. I said if you give us a sevenfold. <laughs> I saw you sitting in the sermon, salty, wishing for so. Well, your grammar is bad because I don't know what you're. I got to conclude what you're trying to say. I saw you sitting in the sermon, salty, wishing for so, wishing for so what? I I don't know what you're trying to say, but I was not salty over the sermon. I was, you, you could say vexed or salty at the message because it was heretical. It was, it's not what the Bible teaches. And were you there, Lance? Were you there? Because it, it may, if you saw me sitting like, like as if you were there. Uh, he didn't mishandle scripture. You have no ability to be objectionable. Objectionable. <laughs> that, that's funny coming from, um, from you since you're defending Marcus Rogers, who had no objective meaning of the text. He didn't explain the background of Revelation or 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 the, or, the, or the context or or the Ephesians text. He 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 didn't. He did. He he actually admitted it in the beginning. He said, "I'm not even going to do that because." I got Bible, y'all are Bible scholars and all that. Maybe you missed that part. So who's not being objectionable? 
everything to get said was biblical. I think what you mean is everything that was said was biblical. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> like Lance, you're doing a lot of talking. I hope your next comment addresses this. Lance, would you like to come on and would you like to defend what Marcus Rogers said in the sermon? I'll, I want your next answer, your next statement to be a response to that. If yes, cool. I'll invite you on. If no, you're not being one to, to be more so a man of your convictions and to defend what he was saying. What does the Bible tell us to hither up here for the blessings of God? Prosperity. Where does the Bible say that? You can, just, you can start there. Um, so Lance, would you like to come on? You just watched his, I just watched his channel. Would you like to come on my channel and to defend Marcus Rogers? That's what I'm asking you. I, I don't know how anybody reads the Bible and says, this was actually a defense of the Bible or this is, do, I, do you see any of this going on in the Bible? I mean, we're to be sober minded. That's not just talking about alcohol. We, we were told to just lose our minds. I want you to defend that statement. I want you to defend that statement. Mr. Lance Lewis. I promise if you come on, I'll be respectful. Again, so so you have to judge the topic, not the style you like. Again, you, you don't want to come on. Yes, I'm called to judge what is preached. I don't know what you mean by judge the topic, not the style. I'm not def I'm not even talking about the style. I'm responding to what he's saying. Yes, or as my wife said, if you like to talk off channel, we could. But it doesn't seem like you want to uh Oh, you oh, I can't come on. All right, cool. Let me uh let me do this. Let me do this. This is only for Lance Lewis, guys. Only for Lance Lewis. All right, Mr. Lance Lewis, I just dropped the uh, a link in the chat. I'll continue playing this message. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll keep playing this message, and we will we will have a discussion if you come on. Well, we got to give you a sevenfold worship. We got to give you some complete worship. I will worship God with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul. Let me say, let me say this while I'm in the, uh, while I'm thinking about it, because knowing the difference between um, true preaching and false teaching is very key, very key. Because anybody knows, any, any person who believes the Bible, we can know that Islam is false, right? We know Islam's false. Uh, one second, uh, sir, before we get started. Hold on. It's very easy. But the difference between knowing good teaching versus false teaching is the difference between heterousius and heter heterousius, right? Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Homoousius and homoousius. The difference in between that, that those statements are one letter. And that's the difference between false teaching and biblical teaching. But 
our friend Lance Lewis is here, and I'm going to bring him on, and I will allow him to give a defense of of that. Lance, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. It's good to hear. I was you. blessed. I was thoroughly blessed by that sermon. Were you Were you there? No, I watched. I watched his. Pro, I watched it. I watched the whole sermon. Okay. I wasn't there, but I watched the whole sermon, and they they do have a flash where the video comes to show you sitting down. That's correct. All right. So what I like to do is I like to before people put their opinions on something, I like to see it myself. And one thing I understand about topical teaching. You stick to the topic and you give points that help the topic. And so he doesn't, if he's teaching that way, he doesn't have time to break down every single portion of the context of Ephesians and all these things that you wanted him to do. That's fine if that's what you like. But did you hear, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said on the context of a topical preaching? I don't necessarily have a problem with it. So that's not my issue. Was that okay, he was topical? Can, now let me say this. Let me say this though. You can say that, but you do have a problem with it. I because I, I literally said I don't you, have a problem you, with. Let me break. Preaching. Let me break down some of the issues that you have. Like when you say he said, "Let's get naked." Now the Bible said to him that is pure, all things is pure. We know he wasn't literally saying, "Let's get naked, take off your clothes." He was saying, "Be be uh, what's that? Forthright. Be be real with God." We all know that's what he was saying. The scripture does says that everything is naked unto God. The scripture do say that. I put the scripture up there. Okay, so so my, you're making you're you're doing what we call straining at gnats. Okay, fair enough. You don't like Marcus Rogers. I'm not here to defend all his theology or his doctrine. I have an ability within me to objectionably look at a sermon, whether I don't agree with your doctrine or not. If I listen to the sermon. And you're saying something that makes sense. I'm not going to condemn you based off what I know about you. And that's what you're doing. You're watching this. You're you're even using these things where you're making fun of them, uh, the what the R&B music and all that type of stuff. When he was not saying to, for you to get literally naked. Okay. Everybody let, there. Let's, everybody let, understood. Lance, that. Let, let's say I grant that there was much more problematic issues in his sermon. And again, okay, let's go there. You, so you're saying the only that I don't know how you watch this. I don't know how long you've been on, but I don't I know. I just watched the whole sermon first. Well, hold I on, this whole sermon Lance. first. I didn't watch it with you talking to me about it. Yeah, I but I, I'm ex- I'm explaining first. my point. So I, I let you talk. So if we're gonna have a conversation, it has to be mutual. So I don't know okay. how long you've been watching my conversation and response to it. But my main issue was not that it was a topical. I even said when I was on the issue of a topical, I said, hey, it's not what I prefer. But as long as you're not taking something out of context, uh, topical preaching can be OK. But I believe the best way is exegetically. But nevertheless, that was not my main issue with Marcus Rogers. My main issue was taking scriptures out of context. Uh, texts like um, the, the Revelation text about come hither. He made where, where that was about Apostle John getting his revelation. And he made that an issue of coming up here to get the blessing. That's not the that's not the point of the text he was reading. Would you agree? So, no, no, no. So so there's so when you look at the Bible, so you look at the book of Hebrews. I, I'm talking see, about revelation. Yeah, we talked about revelation. So I'm going to get to that because revelation is a symbolic book, right? Correct. And you have to glean symbolism from it. So you glean certain principles from it. 
Correct. I'm pretty sure we are supposed to glean a principle for the fact that the 24 elders took their crown down and laid it at their feet. There's a principle of humbleness that we can get from that. Is that not right? What does that have to do, do not with? You've learn that from that. What does? So I'm gonna I'm show you. I'm well, gonna show you what well, that on. has to do wait, with. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna. You, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna state my objection. What does that have to do with coming up here to get a financial blessing? Because that's not the point of the revelation. That's the point I'm making. All right, so let me let, let me say this. He said, you you may have a problem with that, and I can I can understand you have a problem with that. I'm against the whole. Uh, let me say this. I'm not for the prosperity message. I do know there are times of prosperity that God will bless you with things. I agree. So I have I don't have as much of an issue with him saying that because that's not the only thing he said. He not only talked about not, but that, it is one. It's one. So I I right. I, can, I can, that's a decent criticism, but that ain't enough for me to just throw the whole thing out because what the all the other stuff he said way outweigh that. He talked about uh, putting down the drugs, putting down the alcohol. All those things outweigh all that stuff. So here's here's. So here's I'm not the... going to harp on that, but the point is 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 that there's a lot of people, people who know their Bible just like you know your Bible. They can see things different, and sometimes uh, a lot of us, when we look at the scriptures, we don't just look at it as it's just for them at that time. We're supposed to learn something from that, and so what I see him doing in this. In this sermon, as I watched it, I saw him expounding and magnifying the things in the scripture to build people's faith for what they go through now. Let, and that's let, really what in the revelations for the for even for the context of revelations, context of revelations was sent to build the faith of the church that was even persecuted at that time to build their faith. So nothing he really said uh, really bothered me. At all in this not, sermon, not, not the prosperity maybe, gospel preaching. Maybe the okay, so the prosperity I can say because he because he did not make that the main focus. So should we? Let, have, let, some, let me say. Let me say this because here's the point: should we enjoy? Should we? Uh, should we ignore the little error just because he said some things that were true? Like for I'll give an example. I, I mean I don't know your theological beliefs, but let's say I said salvation. It's outside of Christ. You can be saved outside of Christ. But everything I else I said in the sermon was 100% on. Should I ignore that little part? No, because that, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yes. There is. <laughs> the thing about it is that when the prosperity thing, there so is a prosperity some, issue. There is some prosperity in the Bible. There is some. Um, um, you you do this and God will bless you. There is some of that, though. We, 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 we can... We cannot like it. My thing is that when Jesus taught on, like, let's say tithing, let's do that for example. When he taught on tithing, he says there are weightier matters. So for me, when it comes to you give and God bless you, there are weightier matters than that. And that, so that should not be the main thing. But somebody say that, you know, you come to God and, and then he, he'll turn your whole life around. Uh, what my test, I got a testimony where I used to, when I was young, I used to be in the hood. I slept in the same bed as my little brother. I got a twin brother because he's four minutes older than me. I guess he he, he got the one bed. And I couldn't get the. I, I had to share the bed with the bro, my little brother. The big so little brother. I can make that testimony that he yeah my little brother bigger than me now. Actually. <laughs> but anyway, I can use that testimony that me listening to the wisdom of the Lord. At least for me, I can use that testimony that He's brought me from a long way. Right now, you know, I got. 
six kids and they and they all blessed. Ain't none of them had to sleep in the same bed. So there is some to that. So my thing is, I can I, I see the criticism, but man, the 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 the, the man, I'm gonna say young man, but I don't want to disrespect him like that. I'm gonna say the man is a good preacher. He has fire. He has passion, and he really has a love for God. Whether you agree with who he think God really is or not, he does have a real love for God. I don't think he's, I think he has that real passion. So I enjoy the sermon. I don't agree with everything he said. Like when he talked about Trump and all that stuff, well, he I thought he, they were going to win. In, in he this, was wrong. In this ser- but, same, in this same sermon, still, he mocked, he kind of mocked those who, who, you know, kind of like me or, or it seems maybe even like you who kind of take Bible knowledge serious and, and, uh, you know, context serious. He kind of mocked those. But let me say this, because you said one thing, you know, he's a passionate preacher and a man of God or something to that extent. I didn't say he's a man of God. I said he, he has a love for God. Do you, I'm, I'm going to call him a... Okay, he he has... A, so he has a real, a real love that, for that God. That seems synonymous, but, but fair enough. I'll take your point. He has a love for God. I agree he's passionate. I will agree with you. He's passionate. But I do not think he loves God because he has a, a different God than the Bible. Not only that, he has a different way of salvation. Marcus Rogers teaches that unless you speak in tongues and are baptized, you cannot be saved. I believe that is a works-based gospel. He denies the Trinity. Marcus Rogers has made many false prophecies. And the Bible is very clear, uh, Deuteronomy, about what is to uh, how we are to uh, treat a false teacher, how we are to not listen to him. Well, well, I believe that people, it, well, so a false teacher, we can get on that. But for the prophecy thing, I mean, I was one of the loudest people that, from people that know me, you might don't know me or whatever, but the Lord showed me that there's going to be some false prophecies going on, exactly what's going to happen for all those people prophesying this going to happen, that going to happen. And, and he showed us that. But in that, there's reasons why we all get into any type of error. You know, it might be that you have the wrong look of America. People think America is God's country and America was founded on Christianity. So that affects how they hear certain things and they see certain things. So I think some of that comes from that. Uh, but for the, the false teacher thing, there are people who uh, I don't, I'm a Trinitarian, but I see where one is coming from. And I don't think that that's something that crosses them out. I what, don't, I don't think that. Okay. What? A, so let, that's let, me. I don't believe let, that. What about the speaking in tongues and baptism for salvation? All right. So I'm going to say, so the speaking in tongues part. And baptism. I'm going to say no, but baptism, you do have to be baptized. So if someone is not baptized. I agree a hundred percent with that. If someone is not yeah, baptized, so, they can't be saved. No, I'm not saying if they're not, they can't. But what I am saying that is required. So I'm, I'm going to give you an I, example. But hold on. Let me give you an example. Let me, hold on, let me give you an example. Before, before you, you go to your example, I, w- I want to lay the found. I want to make sure we're on the same page. I want to make sure we're on the same page, to be fair. No, I can get you, I, I'm going to let you know where I'm at. I, I, I don't want to well, do that because I want to let you know where I'm at. I, I, because you said something just now that I, I think it shows maybe we're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm not arguing if it's required. The issue is, is it required for salvation? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, oh yeah, yeah. It's normally required for salvation. I'm gonna so, show you why. Okay. Because I'm gonna show you. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm gonna show you. So you think it's a work-based salvation? Absolutely, but it's it not, is. But it's not. I'm gonna break that down to you because I used to think like you did. So I'm gonna break it down to you. But anyway, so do you believe that a five-year-old who does not believe in Christ 
You believe they're going to hell? Why, why does everyone try to go to babies or children to, to make no, 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 to make some kind of I'm emotional a, response? No, no, not emotional response. It is I'm emotional. A, as soon just, as you bring kids, it no, makes no, no, it no. makes it emotional. <laughs> it does. Okay, so so I'm gonna show you why it's actually theological. <laughs> if that's a word, is theological a word? That is a word, sir. I, okay, <laughs> make it theological. So we know you gotta confess Jesus Christ in order to be saved. But there's special cases when you, I believe, when you don't, if it's a baby that has no way of understanding. Okay, right? so, so, so let's talk about being water baptized. So when we talk about being water baptized, a lot of people like to go to the thief on the cross, but the thief of the cross was on the cross when that happened. Okay. So, so anyway. Wait, hold on, wait. Work, hold on. So why would that, why would that matter? Why would that matter? Yeah, why would it matter? You know, he would have an opportunity to be baptized. So? So that's a, that's the difference. What, what so about difference people who, what about normal, people, on, so. what about people who never hear about Jesus? Do they go to heaven? No, I don't think so. Nope. But they don't have the opportunity. No, everybody got the opportunity. I don't believe that. Well, there, there are people who've never heard about Jesus. I know that, but I don't so believe they don't have, have the opportunity. opportunity to hear. That's the difference. I don't believe they don't have the opportunity to hear. That's the difference. How do so they have the have opportunity to hear if they never let me, heard? Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. So if you have a responsibility as a human being, as a person who knows there's a God, to seek the truth. And so when I see the scriptures, when I see the scriptures, excuse me, I don't know why my voice speaks <laughs> right there. When I see the scriptures, I see when a person really wants God, God will send the gospel his way, like Ooh. he did to Cornelius, God. God will send the gospel his way. I didn't know All anybody right? wanted God. People do do seek after God. They so do? You don't, think Cornelius, you don't think Cornelius was seeking after God? Romans 3.11, no one understands, no one seeks for God. Okay, so I'm asking you, so you think Cornelius didn't seek for God? No one understands, no one seeks for God. So you don't seek for God? No one understands. So no you one don't understand God. God. Are you saying, do you know God? So here's here's the do point. You seek God? That is a that's Lance, a let me explain. Because you we're we're talking we're talking about the unregenerate man. That's what we were talking about. All right. So do so you know what unregenerate there's means? There's still a context. Yeah, I know what un, unregenerate means. Okay. But still, no, even if you say that, even if you say that if you say God gotta give somebody something to seek him, okay. You have a responsibility, no matter what, to see God, whether okay. you do it or not. So that don't even that don't even go against my point. Anyway, it it, to it totally does. You it have totally a does. responsibility. No, it don't. I said you have <laughs> the a basis, responsibility. Okay, let, let me ask you this, Lance, because I don't. That I does want, not. You didn't, so that didn't that didn't go against my point. I so think I, it does. I want to get back to the point I was making. Yes, yes. The point. Me too. The point I was making is that when people. Uh, really want God, that God will send them the gospel. We see people like Cornelius, no one and whether it takes the Lord to do that, which it does take the Lord to do that, uh, but everybody has the responsibility. Let, okay, let's get back you to the You have the responsibility to live right even though you can't live right. Is that not right? That's correct. Amen. Thank All you right. for okay. preaching let's the sovereignty of God. But go, I want to know ahead. why <laughs> baptism is necessary. It is a must, plus your faith, to be saved. But the Lord said it is. Where did he say that? 
He said, uh, you got to be born of water or spirit if you want to be uh, born again. Also, he says. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, 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 wait. One text at a time. No, ain't no one text at a time. Yes, there is. No, no. One text at a time. We're going to unpack that text. We're going to unpack it. Absolutely, I, absolutely, I, am. I promise you. Absolutely, I promise you. Because John three is not about water baptism. So Acts two and thirty eight. You said where did I say? Yes, it is. I'm gonna unpack it to help you out. We where does it say in Acts two and thirty? Where does it say in the? Where does it say water baptism is necessary or you need to be saved? You said where? So I'm gonna give you all the where's. Well, uh, well we we have all to right? do it one at a time so I can so we can talk all about right, it. Let's go back. Okay, let's let's do that then. I'm gonna I'm gonna play by your rules. That's how confident I am. Go ahead. Okay. So John three, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Any particular? You want me to start at what one through seven? Go to John. Go to go to anywhere in John three. I, I, I anywhere in John three. For God so loved the world that go, He gave go, His only Son. Go, that, go, I mean, <laughs> you got to be specific. You know the text we're talking about. <laughs> okay. So born of water and the Spirit. Go ahead. All right. I'll start at verse three. It says, "Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom uh-huh. of God." Nic- Nicodemus said to him, uh-huh. "How can a man be born when he is old?" Can he enter a second uh-huh. time into his mother's womb and be born? Right. We agree. Uh-huh. Nicodemus was misunderstanding. Right. Uh huh. OK. So Jesus verse five, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter uh-huh. the kingdom of God. That which uh-huh. is born of the flesh is born of the flesh. So uh, verse five uh-huh. really is your main point. Right. So go ahead. So, okay, so born of water and the spirit is talking about being water baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, um, first of all, water and flesh are never compared in the scripture. So Jesus wouldn't say, in order to be born again, first you got to be born and then be born again. When he's talking about being born again, he's saying water and spirit. Now, Jesus also says this, if you don't understand the natural things, how can you understand the spiritual? So I'm going to break it down to you how we are first born. The way you are first born is a seed that is planted into a woman's egg, right? But you're not really born yet, you're conceived. Then when you are conceived, you are in a sack of what? Water. Then when you break that water and you come out, you breathe air, all right? So for a person to be born again, they must receive the gospel. And unlike how many of us have come to the Lord by asking Jesus into our heart, going to the front of the church, the way they did it was when you believe and confess, you were almost immediately water baptized. So the same way you got that seed of the word in your heart that conceives you in Christ, you are now buried in the water and you're risen and you can receive the Holy Ghost. That's being born twice, born again. Now also, I wanna go to the Ezekiel scripture that talks about wash with pure, sprinkle with pure water and receiving the spirit of God. Now I don't, I can't get why people think that proves is not talking about water baptism. It is talking about it. So when you see at the in the scriptures, when they talk about purification, they just sprinkle them with water, they sprinkle them with blood. When John the Baptist first came, he came with the baptism for repentance, for remission of sins. He came first, and then Christ came later and baptized in the Holy Ghost. This is what that's talking about. 
That's exactly what it's talking about, the Ezekiel scripture and what we see in Acts 2 and 38. We said, repent and be, every one of you, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. That's the purification. Sprinkle with pure water and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What your issue is, is that you think water baptism is a work, uh, a, a work that you do. And it is not. It's a grace. All right, you ready? You done? Yeah, I'm done. Was, I was that was, was that, a, was, that was that the explanation? No, I, have, of... I have some more. I got some more. I got some more. Well, I have some more to say. Well, I have some more to say. All right. Was that your explanation of John three? Yeah, my explanation of John three. Right. I'm going to show right. because you didn't completely even. Right. In... Okay, so completely right. I right. did answer everything. Go ahead. All right. Well, I allowed you now, the give time. Your, give your give your side of the story. I could talk. Go ahead. All right. So I gave you the courtesy to finish that soliloquy. Okay, I hope ahead. you would allow me to uninterrupt it to uh, finish mine. I, so let me, let me. So, yes, uninterrupted. It says, Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the spirit and the water, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So if you were consistent. So I, I'm, I'm explaining this. Your position would have to require you to say that if you one is not water baptized, he cannot go to heaven. Because notice what the verse says afterwards. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. So if you interpret the water as water baptism, then you would have to conclude that one cannot enter the kingdom of God or be saved unless he is water baptized. You did go to the right text about Ezekiel 36. Let me actually read it because you didn't read Where it. Uninterrupted, uninterrupted, please. Uh, Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. Because if you would have read the text, you, I, I believe you would have demonstrated to all the listeners how this cannot be about water <laughs> baptism. Notice what it says. Ezekiel 36. I'm going to meet you real quick because I, I can't even concentrate. It says, I will sprinkle you. I will sprinkle clean water on you. Apparently, this is baptism. And you shall be clean from all your cleanliness. Well, here's a question I want you all to consider. Does going under the water cleanse you from your sins? Absolutely not. We're told that in um, uh, first, first Peter 3 that, that that is not what's done. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. Now, here's the spirit part. So there's the water. Verse 26. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of flesh. I'll, I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Man, sounds like John 3. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk and my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So the spirit is right. The giving of the spirit. This what Jesus is describing is regeneration. This is exactly what it's talking about. Unless you are regenerated, given the spirit of the dwelling on the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's the context of what's talking about. Not water baptism. All right. So I got to say to you, my brother, that nothing you said, when it gets my point. Absolutely it did. Absolutely nothing. So I'm going to show you why it did not go against my point. I literally said you it's simply, not talking hold about water baptism. Talk about, talk about, baby, baby, you just made an assertion that that can't be water baptism. First of all. I, I demonstrated how. Call, hold on. I demonstrated no, how. You didn't, you didn't demonstrate. Okay, I'm, I'm going to show you how it wasn't demonstrated well. No, no hold on. Address my point oh, let me show, on the I'm how. Show you how. I'm going to address your point. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to address your point. Look. First of all, was the baptism of John from God or from man? From God. All right. You've, you've immediately Bible, jumped out of John 3. I'm just going to say that. You jumped no, out of John no, no, 3. No. I didn't jump out. What are you talking 
You hold on, hold on. I did not jump out of job three. I'm I'm using what was happening, what was going on at the time. All right. So anyway, so anyway, you did not prove that that's not baptism because for one thing, when you are baptized in the name of Christ, you are baptized with Christ. So if you get baptized and you don't believe on Christ, it doesn't do anything for you. But baptism is similar to preaching. I'm going to tell you why. It's simply a vehicle by which Christ is brought into contact with you. Say that, through say grace. that again. It's simply a vehicle. What's the it? In which Christ, water ba- baptism, water baptism. All right. So you are, the Bible says that you are buried with him by let, let me ask a question for clarity. So, hold on. Just for clarity. Are you saying that someone could have the spirit but not be baptized and they're not saved? Well, you. All right, so you jumping off another context to try to throw me no, off. I'm, I, so no, anyway, I'm asking. Me, me, uh, it's not a different. On, can can you stick, answer that question? Let me get to what you were talking about. And I'm going I'm to talk about what you're talking about. I'm going to get to that. I'm gonna Real get quick, to what Lance, just for clarity's sake. I'm going to say what you said. Hold I'm on. get back to what you said in a second. Lance, I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you talk, but let me say something real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll go on for a few more minutes, then I want to get back to what I was discussing. So just for clarity's sake, so I don't just cut you off. Just for a few, just for a few more minutes, we're going to keep this interaction. Then I'm going to go back to the video, okay? All right, so okay. when... So, you said that it can't be water baptism. The truth is, the Bible shows everywhere talk about baptism, it cleans. Paul, arise and be ye baptized. Call the name of the Lord, washing away your sins. So the Lord is present with you when you are being baptized. It's simply a vehicle by which you can come in contact with Christ by grace. Just like the Bible says, so we are buried with him by baptism. You are also given the word of God because we are saved by preaching. That's the vehicle by which you hear the word. Water baptism is the vehicle by which you are buried with Christ. So again, so, so again, so let me say this. Let me say this. I know you are taught or you believe that as soon as you add Jesus in your heart or you believe you got the Holy Ghost and you got everything. Well, we see scripture that show that is simply not true. That's not how it happens. I never said that. So that's what I think you believe, though, because you about to, you asked me about having the spirit and going before you go to water. Now, normally, it's relevant. if somebody, let me say something, it is relevant. So normally a person does not have the spirit before you go in the water. Normally? Unless they have the signs. Normally, yeah, normally. Because in the book of Acts, they show us. And the book of Acts, when you do the people do the prescriptive, the descriptive, the book of Acts shows us how the doctrines actually play out. All right? So those people believe, but a lot of people believe they didn't have the spirit yet. The Bible t- said for you to be baptized for the mission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So most people throughout history in the Bible, we see Jesus himself, the spirit came on him after water baptism. The disciples, you know, were all baptized. The spirit came on after water baptism. These people that Peter was talking to, the spirit came on them after 
water baptism. For that whole teaching that you just got it all, Susan said, is just not correct. Uh, John 3 and 5 is talking about being baptized in water and being filled with the Spirit, coming into the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not a place, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you become one of God's. You become somebody with his the authority of the name of Christ. You become a king also when you come into the kingdom of God. You have to be washed. You have to be uh, anointed, just like the priests were. Let me they let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and, and this will be our last kind of exchange. Is the gospel, oh, yeah. is, is baptism part of the gospel? Is it necessary, a part of the gospel? Is it a part of the gospel? I'll yes. say, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. so I'll ask you a question based on the text. Why did Paul right. say in 1 Corinthians 1, 17, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, clearly showing the distinction of the two things are not together. He said, for no, Christ, it doesn't. No, it for, doesn't. So Christ. Okay, but, so preach but if, it. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. If baptism is part of the gospel, which you just said, then Paul. It is. Paul separates him and says, I, I didn't come to baptize, but to preach the gospel. He said, I came to preach the gospel. That's but you correct. You have to obey the gospel. And the way you obey the gospel, my brother, is you confess, repent, and be baptized. He didn't have to do the baptize. This is like, this is what normally happens. Let me say what normally happens to people today. What people do today is they call people up to be praying for us, they confess. And you don't, so the pre person preaching doesn't have to lead you through the Romans 10 and 9, do they? I don't agree with what you just said, so that's not a part of my church. So, okay, so let me. So I'm just giving you an example. Paul didn't have to be the one doing the baptizing. That's it. That's all he was saying. Because at the time, I'm give you the context. At the time, it was Apollos they were um, preparing him to, and Peter. Apollos was a disciple of John, but he likely, was baptizing. Hold on. Yeah, he was. Let me finish. Who likely was baptizing more people than? Paul was. We don't know that. And so he tells you, we don't know that, but the point is, it's an assertion. That's a likelihood. It's an assertion. Okay, okay. I, I, I agree. That's an assertion. But what I want to show you there is that he was answering his critics on why he didn't do that. So baptism is part of the gospel because we, he, he says we are buried with Christ by baptism. Okay. And then he said we are, we are dead to sin and alive in Christ by baptism. All right, well. I'll say this. Well, well thank, right. thank you for the exchange, Lance. Uh, maybe we can do a part two some other time. Uh, but I do appreciate right. you coming on and willing to have the conversation. I'm in the gym. In the gym. Sorry yeah, about man. that. No, you, hey, get that I workout got, in. I I'm did like, a workout. <laughs> didn't get no water for my, my lips kind of dry. <laughs> yeah, I a lot of people saw. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I appreciate you, that. Lance. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully you'll check out the uh, channel and keep watching and we can have another conversation sometime. All right, brother. You have a good one. All right, you too, man. I mean, I think the text is clear. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think the text is clear. Obviously, we have a disagreement. Um, if, if if baptism is a part of the gospel, then Paul saying I didn't come to do that. If the gospel is a part of baptism, then Paul was wrong because he should have been baptizing so that people could be saved. And notice, remember, I asked them in the beginning, what happens to a person who does not get baptized? Well, he wanted to conclude that uh, normally they will go to hell, but some people don't. But notice, 
his interpretation would only allow for only baptized people to go to heaven in John 3, 5. Because what happens? You have to have the indwelling of the spirit and the born of water, which he said was water baptism. But it says he cannot enter the kingdom of God unless those things have happened. So I've shown a, um, a contradiction in his own position. And that would contradict the whole position. I mean, I didn't even get into the issue of... Uh, so so he needs the cat oil. Yo, I was just watching that the other day, my man. He said he needs that cat oil. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, but um, <laughs> he admitted that. We're not going to make fun of him on there, but... I mean, this this it, it contradicts the nature of grace. It, it it contradicts salvation by grace through faith. But like I said, I didn't even get into those issues because I think the point was very clear. It, it's not even coherent in its own system. Nevertheless, do you guys want to get back to Marcus Rogers? <laughs> uh, do you guys want to continue? Because I, I got I still got some more stuff to uh, bring up. I uh, still got some uh, stuff that I would like to uh, address. Man, 271 watching, only 90 likes. Make sure you like this video. Make sure not, Now everybody wants to cam up. Uh, Art Shannon Harrison, what would you like to cam up about, sir? Maybe we'll have to do a part two because, uh, yeah. Uh, just You can email me if you like to express your grievances about something I said. Someone said no. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up here soon. But this is the outro, okay? So this is the ending. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm playing this for a big, uh, reason. So let's keep going. Say neighbor. Hold on. Say neighbor. Hold on. Say neighbor. Get your greatest desire in your heart. Your mind right now. Now I want you to hold your neck back like my late mother used to do and look them right in the eyeballs and say, neighbor, I see God. Come on. Guys, I want you to pay attention to this lady right here. Not the part that she fell out. Yes, that's concerning. But, right, she's fell out. Um, and, <laughs> right, she's just fallen out, right? But there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason. She's all, she's all passed out, right? Let me, let me show you why there's a reason. Some of you might have saw this when I did my original video. <laughs> same lady, right? Do 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 y'all same lady, right? I I want I want some ones in the chat if y'all if this is the same lady. Remember the the shirt. Uh, let, let, let me let me go back before I do that. Just in case y'all wanna. Right, the same color. It's the pink and the black. The pink and the black, right? That's the lady, right? Y'all see that? Watch in the beginning. She's, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. 
you know, and so <clears throat> very that that's definitely her. Definitely her. And I, I you know, I, I noticed that today when I was watching the service, I was like, yo, that's the same lady I recorded who I thought was demon possessed. So it's like, man, these demons just are following. This this one's uh I'll give you this one. That's just for uh <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> just for you guys. Uh my pre, pre my in my beer days. <laughs> A little couple days ago. But very strange stuff was going on in there. I mean, she was not the only one walking out like, duh, duh. I mean, multiple people. Multiple people were walking out like that. Um, yes, that was my, uh, when I'm in a unfamiliar, well, when I'm in a familiar, but I don't want to be there. I, I, guys, many of you know, I grew up in a very charismatic background. I grew up in churches like this. So this isn't this isn't abnormal. But I don't like it. Um I don't I don't Oh, so someone's asked why did you get kicked out of well it wasn't to be fair, it wasn't Marcus's church. This was uh so someone came and asked us what we thought about the service and my friend said it was trash. I mean, sorry to Lance Lewis, but that sermon was trash. Um, and it was more than just the naked stuff. That was the least concerning. It was uh, just the way the handling of the text to use the I am to say I am whatever you need. That's concerning. So someone asked my friend what he thought about the service. And he said it was trash. And he said, oh, yeah. Well, so why are you all here? And I said, hey, well, I'm here to address uh, the false teachings of uh, Marcus Rogers. He denies the Trinity. He says salvation is by uh, speaking in tongues and baptism. We just showed that's not true, at least the uh, baptism part. And the guy was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, well, you know, and we had a little conversation and I, and I thought we were in agreement about the Trinity being necessary and salvation being by grace through faith. I thought that. He comes back two minutes later and the security like tells us we need to leave. And literally they try to fight us. I mean, go. I'm not going to go and explain the whole video again, but you can watch my video. I have it on there just a few videos ago. Yes, you don't, when you don't go along with the false teachings of many, they'll get angered, uh, you know, and they're, uh, you know. Yes, they get up, 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 up. And, and so let, let me let me play this because you know, our last gentleman said, hey, uh, you, you're, you're the one that just tells people to repeat the prayer after me. Well, we're going to see who does that. It ain't me. Now, real quickly, we have a room of mature givers in this house. We never push it. But if you feel faith, give. That's the message. <laughs> if you feel faith, give. Um, <clears throat> you imagine Paul <laughs> uh, telling people, hey, if you, give, if you, if you feel faith, give. Uh, you don't even have to control people to do that. Just, hey, just give. But nevertheless. If you're watching online and you feel faith. If you feel what I don't even know what feel faith means. Like, I, I, like I said, I, I don't really have a, much of a response to it because I don't know what that even means. And yeah, what's a mature giver? 
I, I, I don't know. See, that's the problem with a lot of this stuff. It's not explained. Even the whole naked thing. That's not. Ex this stuff isn't explained biblically for people who want only the words in the Bible. <laughs> you know, they, they do a poor time. Ex or they do a lot of using words that are outside the Bible, but not even explaining what they mean. So in your belly, give. that's what we want you to do now. If at any point, and I know it did, God apprehended you during this message. I, <laughs> I was apprehended, but some people were apprehended, but uh, not by God. I'll say that. I want to invite you to someone I know that has transformed my life forever. His name is Jesus. He was preaching about Jesus. I want to invite you to Jesus. So if that's you, if you feel like your life has been going in circles, if you feel like even that you've been saved, but you haven't been going in the right direction because you've misstepped in your walk with God, maybe you made other things your God. Today is your day to be brought back into the presence of God. And can I tell you that you never have to leave his presence? I want you to know that you can live in his presence and it's very possible. Tell somebody it's very possible. Repeat after me, God. That's what I, I, the the classic sinner's prayer. And, and guess what? If there would have been a gospel preaching, I, I probably wouldn't have been as bothered by this. But but listen, I am a sinner, and I know that sin deserves hell. But I thank you for your mercy. I believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross and shed his blood to wash me of every sin to cleanse me of every iniquity and to break every curse off of my life and I receive him into my heart and beyond the cross I know Jesus lives eternally today I want you to make some noise because somebody's name just got written in the book of life and I'm not joking when I say that that went on for about five ten minutes and someone said it I hate that a little truth is mixed in with lies it, many people cannot discern that difference Right. You have to be a discerning person to recognize when a little, little truth is being mixed in with a lie. And right. They did the whole sinner's prayer. But l let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question. When I first heard them doing the sinner's prayer. What about that was supposed to lead me to repentance? What about that sermon was, a was supposed to lead me to any kind of repentance? The gospel was never explained. Christ was never exalted. He was never explained. His finishing work on the cross, his resurrection was never talked about, mentioned in that sermon. So tell me again, what what necessarily was I receiving in that moment? Things to consider. Things to think about, guys. Um, <clears throat> guys, you have to be careful about and someone's mentioned it. There are many churches that operate on conjoling your emotion. 
you're you're it, it, spiritually manipulating right and if someone doesn't go along with it right they're 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 perceived as not having the spirit oh you you ain't running down the aisle doing backflips falling on the ground or you're not enjoying that you don't have the spirit you know um and and and, and anthony says this and, and i'll and i'll be gracious even in my disagreement here uh, he says, I like this church. It's lit. Haven't been there, but preaching there is probably fun. I get some of your points, though. You want more theology in your sermon. So you get my main point. But I will say this. That's what I think is fun. You know what? You know what excites me? <laughs> Christ. Him being explained. I don't look. Don't you don't have to. You don't have to entertain me. I'm a grown up. I'm a big boy. Right. And I'm not talking about you, Anthony. I'm hopefully you get my point here. I'm a big boy. Give me Christ. Give me Christ. Because that's what's going to be long lasting. That's what's going to get me through this week, Pastor. Right? Not not just, um, you know, me rolling around on the ground. I understand how that might be lit. Right? Is that how, is that how the young guy is saying it now? <laughs> I understand how that might be fun to some people. But guys, we're in an age of apostasy. We need mature brothers and sisters in the faith. Not those who are just entertained. Because guess what? You send your kids off to college. You you send people out into the real world. That's not going to keep them. That's not going to keep them in the faith. This, <laughs> we, we, aren't, aren't we tired of, of giving people pizza, hoping that'll keep them from coming to church? And as the saying goes, what you win them with is what you will keep them with. So guess what? You're going to have to keep getting better at the entertainment. That's that's some heavy pressure. That's some heavy pressure. But guess what? If you give them Christ, I can keep winning them with Christ. Guess what? Because there's a treasure of endless riches in Christ alone. That my friends, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. We're just getting the tip of the iceberg on that. And I'll address Anthony because I think I think you have, you have a valid point. I don't mind people being silent, but act, but don't act super excited over the Super Bowl. People be silent in church and yell at the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying be silent. I believe we should praise God. Sober mindedly, self-controlled. Right. I love the clap. I love the clap. In songs, during the songs, during the songs, I love to clap at my church. I like to raise my hands at times. I love to sing, right? I I, I think this is, it's good to uh, be, be in unison. But with my mind, I'm only going to give the amount of praise in a sermon that it's worth. So if you preach garbage, I'm not going to be rolling around on the ground. Again, we are we are. First of all, worship starts in the heart. Let's be let's be honest. You can roll around, do all that, but it's not necessarily worship. Someone could be sitting silent in their chair, and that person could be pleasing to God. So, first things first. Don't think because people are outwardly seeing, oh, that looks like it's worship. One that your heart's in it, because the person that's sitting over far, the old grandma in her chair far in her corner 
sitting in her chair could be praising God in truth and in spirit without ever her lifting her voice or raising her hand. Because if we're going to say that, then paraplegic people cannot worship God. Right? Deaf people, mute people cannot worship God. You have to be careful. You have to be careful about these things. We worship God first and foremost in our mind and heart. And then that express it should express itself outwardly. But you know where it first and foremost should express itself outwardly? Not just when the music's playing, but in our lives. Right? How we treat each- how we treat our coworkers, how we matter of fact, going and preaching the gospel. It's not just when the music's playing, because guess what? When the music stops, all the people start dancing. All the people stop going crazy. Yo, K-Dub, I was skeptical about you, to be honest. After watching your videos, seeing how you handle stuff, plus doing my research about things, you say, I'm definitely a new sub. God bless you. Well, hey, brother. God bless you. And that's what I want my channel to be about, man. Don't take my word for it. Go to the scripts. Go to the scriptures. You know how I tell y'all. I just want you to think about it. Think about it in light of what scripture says. Deaf and mute people can't worship God. Did you just say that? I was saying if we say worship is just what we see outwardly, that's the case. I believe deaf and mute people can worship God because I don't think worship of God is just something how loud you can be. So you might have missed my point there. My my ministry, the podcast here, all things theology, the channel Kate up true. Is to get you to dig deeper in the word of God, maybe maybe it'll be uncomfortable for a while, right? Maybe. Maybe it'll be uncomfortable to be challenged. But why do I want it? Because I was challenged. And I'm, I'm still being challenged, by the way. I was challenged in my faith. I was rocked with some things. But it it, it changed my life. It, it And guess what? Guess what I owe it to? God's word. His people pouring me more into God's word. And you ever met a Christian? You know what impresses me? Not how good you can sing. Although I do like my good singing. <laughs> Uh, not how loud you can sing, not how well you can dance down the aisle, but your 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 depth of knowledge for the Word of God. Those are the people that really convict me. That really, I remember when I first started going to my church. I thought I knew the Bible well <laughs> until I ran into some people who really knew the Bible. I thought I knew the Bible well, but these brothers, these sisters. Man, they knew their Bible in a way that really convicted me. I, I always contribute this quote to uh, Spurgeon, but my wife ha- always has to correct me. So she'll probably have to do that here because I forget who says it. But they say, I want to be the person where they say, if you would have scratched him, he would bleed Bible. Right. Like, man, they just can't help but the, the scriptures that like it just comes out of them. Right. When they're talking, you, you having that fellowship with them. you like, man, it, I'm like, yo, they, they know the word. Like, those are the people that's encouraging. That's maturity. And knowing the word in, in a, such a way to where that leads to that lifestyle. 
Someone asks, do you think the church will ever be united like Marcus always preaches? Absolutely. Matter of fact, that's my hope, and I know it will. I know, I know the church will be united in full unity. Not before Christ returns. When Christ returns, we, so we're, we're to strive for that unity. In one sense, we have the unity, right? So I don't want to get too technical with language of like already, not yet. Uh, some people might not be familiar with that language, but in one sense, we already have the unity, right? Because we have been united to Christ. And this is what's so dangerous about other kind of theologies. They'll see language like you have been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And they'll they'll have a what's called the overrealized eschatology. You have to be careful about people who overemphasize future things that are true. Because it can become dangerous. But. But uh, what was I saying? <laughs> so, yes, the church will be united in full harmony. On that day. And I can't wait. But in that in that in the moment, we'll strive for it. It'll be hard. But, but, but brothers and sisters, let strive for the unity. But the only way we can have this unity is upon the word of God. The word of God is where we have that unity. So, brothers and sisters, white be Bereans. If I'm preaching something false. I, 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 that's why I don't mind the conversation. Even with people who I think are super heretical, right? I want what the word of God teaches. Um, and so I've had people correct me in my life. I've been I've been wrong about things. I, I, I think I've even been open saying I've been wrong of things. I, I've changed certain theological positions because I've been wrong. Yes, uh. Shalin said it. That that's where I always that's why I always say Spurgeon, but my wife's like, no, it's somebody about somebody else. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it was um uh who who did the um uh the Pilgrim's Progress? Hold on. Uh John Bunyan. John Bunyan just came to my mind. John Bunyan. So John Bunyan is the one that said that. And so there are many things I want to cover on this channel. I, I want to, I, I'm, someone even asked, hey man, you should do a Bible study on the book of the Bible. Like a book, pick a book of the Bible and let's just go through it. I would love to do that, y'all. Love to do that if, if uh, you guys would enjoy that content. Um, I, I, there's some super things that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, but I don't think any other people are in. <laughs> like I said, I think I, I did my most favorite video. Uh, on the doctrine of the church. And I'm not even sure how many people watched it. Um, but I would encourage you guys who, who rock with my, my, my channel to, um, to watch those things, not just the things that I do on Marcus Rogers. Cause right. You know, when I address Marcus Rogers, 200 plus people come, but you know, I'll dress like the Trinity and it's like 60, <laughs> you know? So let, you know, hopefully we can, we can balance that out a bit. I understand, you know, addressing false teachers can can bring out people. Um, but, yeah, the, the the content of this channel is to encourage people. Um, question, are you calling Marcus out on his ministry? Yes, it's false. He has a false ministry. But, um, but yeah, the goal of this ministry is to uh, grow people in the word of god to challenge them biblically hey you might not agree with everything i say that's perfectly fine i don't demand it 
I don't demand everyone think like me. I mean, I have people who have different eschatologies. That's cool. Uh, people have different um, denominations, right? I have friends with people who are charismatics. Like, we cool, right? But the essentials of stuff, I, I would hope we would stand firm on. Things like the doctrine of the Trinity. Things like salvation, right? Who God is. Who who the Spirit is. Who who the, who the Son is. Right? The atonement. Those are the things I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about what we agree on. And, and on the rest, we can have friendly dialogues and debates on. Speaking of uh, Presbyterians, <laughs> what's going on, proverbial life? Hope you're doing well. Y'all subscribe to my brother's channel. We have different different uh, positions on things, but my brother Edwin, a.k.a. proverbial life, is my brother. And we stand in agreement on, on many issues. He's wrong on some issues, but <laughs> not his plan. Kind of, kind of. But guys, man, I hope you guys enjoy this channel. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hope you guys will stick around for future episodes. If you haven't, like this video. What, what, what are you doing? I mean, someone talked about it. You know, I put you guys on to some good. Not only will I put you on to good theology. But I will put you on to good drinks, healthy drinks that I need to get a sponsorship for. Uh, Art Shannon says, can you explain the Trinity briefly? Wow, that's a large task. But here's what I did a video yesterday. Me and the brother Rick Caldwell. <laughs> me and Rick called did with a two hour video. OK, I know that's lengthy, but take your time digesting it. Two hour video on the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, I, I don't think it's I don't think I can do justice with, with with the briefly. So I will refer you to that video where I did on the Trinity yesterday. And I think you will be well informed or, or have a good grasp of the doctrine of the Trinity. So, guys, thank you guys for um, watching this video. Thank you guys for supporting the channel again. Like the video. Subscribe if you are not. Click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop good content. And you guys know how we do it here at All Things Theology. You know how it is. Grace and peace to the next time. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, man. Thank you guys for watching. Grace and peace.